The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Scotty Barber. Big thank you to Mr. Barber for joining us today. Adam could not be here, so uh, Scotty jumped in to uh, help me host today's show. Happy to be here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Today, we have two Midwestern Titans ready to fight for trivial supremacy. In one corner, she'll terrify you to the bone while she rips you limb from limb. It's scary, Mary Rondazzo. Mary, welcome back to the show and remind the folks a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, happy to be back. I, uh, Yeah, I'm an orthodontic lab tech from St. Louis, Missouri, who is more excited about the fact that she's about to finish like to graduate with a college degree for the first time at the end of this year. So that's exciting. Congratulations. In the other corner, he's the most exciting lawyer to come out of the Chicago land area. He's lean. He's mean. It's Will the Thrill Dennison. Everything you just said is 100% true, except the lean part. (laughs) Remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Sure. I'm Will. I am a, an attorney. I live about 60 miles northwest of Chicago, and I love the boys at Beef Up. <laughs> and, and we love you, especially because you give us money. Um, not that that's, that's going to have any... That's not... A, you're going to have any bearing on this game whatsoever. I mean, I Wait. also give you money, so... That is true. That is true. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, let's uh, let's get started. And of course, I want to know our contenders just a little bit more. And today, I would like you to tell me what is your favorite Robin Williams film. All right, well, I'll just. I was trying to let Mary go first, but she's uh, not coming up with one. She's not a big Robin Williams fan. Um, I will say my favorite is Goodwill Hunting. Um, I, that movie came out when I was in college, uh, and I really, really identified with the main character in many, many, many ways. I love that movie. Uh, I love everything about it, except that the writers got an Oscar for it, because I hate that they're Oscar winners. <laughs> and for the record, no, it was a case of trying to decide between like three different movies. Um, I think I'm going to come down on Hook, though actually uh as my favorite like it was it was a toss-up between fern gully jumanji and hook 
Um, all three fantastic kids movies with great one with Robin Williams, but, but I think Hook is the one I go back to most often. All right. Well, both fantastic choices, and it a little hard to pick, but if I'm true to myself, and more importantly, if I'm true to the nature of this podcast and its nostalgia, I'm going to go with Hook because I watched that a lot as a kid. And it's actually good that you picked Hook because I'm not as nostalgic for the other two that you had on your list. So Mary's going to get to pick first here in round one. All right. Um, well, I guess let's start with start with Toys and Games. All right. And you are going to start out in the 90s. Named for the interval of time required for 50% of the atomic nuclei of a radioactive sample to decay, in what 1998 first-person shooter do players assume the role of Gordon Freeman, a scientist who must escape the Black Mesa Research Facility after it is invaded by aliens? Uh, that's going to be Half-Life. Half-Life is correct. All right, that was a wordy question, and you thankfully saw right through it and didn't have to ask me to repeat it. I was confused until right up until the end, and then you mentioned Gordon Freeman. I went, never mind, I got this. <laughs> All right, over to Mr. Dennison. What category would you like, sir? Uh, let's go with sports. All right. And your decade will be the 70s. Oh, well, this is right up your alley. On June 23rd, 1972... What law was passed? It states that, quote, no person in the, U in the U.S. shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance, end quote, and has, has greatly increased the athletic opportunities for female athletes. That is right up my question because right up my alley because it's a Beatles question and I love it. It's Title Nine, Title Nine, <laughs> Title Nine. Title Nine is correct. Uh, and honestly, I'm grateful because I've had that question sitting in my bank for quite a while, and I'm glad to be done with it. <laughs> All right, back to Mary. Uh, let's try literature. Literature, and if I could give you extra points for saying it correctly, I would. <laughs> Adam, we miss you. I don't. I don't care what John <laughs> says. We miss you. All right. Eventually turned into a movie starring Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson. What graphic novel was written by Daniel Close in 1997? That's a lot of. I don't have any guesses, so I'm going to not try. Okay, Will, can you steal? Uh, I think I can. I think it's called Ghost World. Ghost World is correct. A, what what decade was that? 90s. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Will, you got the steal, and you get to pick your next category. All right, let's try some movies. Movies! <laughs> and your decade will be the 80s, and we have a question from Brian Nash. In what 1984 sci-fi action adventure did we did we see a ship do a maneuver called the Death Blossom? Can you read that one more time? I will. In what 1984 sci-fi action adventure film did we see a ship do a maneuver called the Death Blossom? Well, I have 
absolutely no idea. None whatsoever. I am not a sci-fi guy um, at all. I don't know that I can name a ton of 80s sci-fi movies. Uh, I'm going to say, and I don't know if the year is right or not, I'm going to say Aliens with an S. Aliens is incorrect. Mary, can you steal? I don't know. Um, I'm going to make a wild stab at maybe an 80s sci-fi movie um, and try the, the Last Starfighter. The Last Starfighter is correct. I've only seen it once, and it was a very long time ago. So, good pull, considering Brian didn't add too many, uh, too much flavor text to that question. So you either knew it or you didn't. I knew that I didn't like Brian very much, and I was right. <laughs> uh, Brian, we love you. Uh, all right, uh, I believe Mary, you got the steal, so you get to pick the next category. Yes, let's try music. All right, and we are going back to the '60s. Around from 1962 to 1967, Goldie and the Gingerbreads became the first all-what group to be signed to a major record label. I have no idea. Um, I can't believe that's the first all-female group to be signed to a major record label, but I don't have a better answer. Female is correct. Wow. Yeah. They're also the first all-carb act to get signed to a record deal (laughs) a lot of protein before that of course uh all right well we are back to you and left we have tv news and politics fashion slang and food we're gonna try television all right i have to keep remembering that i'm the one rolling the dice and we are going to the 90s born janina stronsky in bethlehem in british palestine what TV host spent time as a stand-up comic, drummer in an all-girl rock group, and background singer for Wayne Newton before helming her signature talk show from 1991 to 2003? Can you give me the name again? Janina Stronsky. Well, the name is not giving me anything. Um, the years that you brought make me not want to say what my first instinct is, so I'll say uh, Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones is correct. Wow. That I yeah, that's an absolute guess based on the, on her first name. Uh you guys know about senior ditch day, right? You've heard of this tradition where high yes. school seniors will ditch for the day. Uh my friends and I did that. We went to Chicago and one of the things we did that day was we sat in on the Jenny Jones show. Uh, it was my first time on television because I got to ask a question. Um, there was somebody on the panel who was being proposed to by a man who was under house arrest. And her answer mm. was, she said no, because she didn't know where he'd be in a year. And I said, well, lady, where do you think he's going to go? Um, and I got a big you know, round of applause and Jenny came over and uh, we talked a little bit. Then in the commercial uh, break, no joke, this is 100% true, she asked me, and I quote, how's my ass? And uh, <laughs> me, a 17-year-old kid at the time, I just said, uh, nice. And that was that was my interaction with Jenny Jones. Well, could have been worse. All right. Uh, let's see here. We're back to, are we back to Mary or is this Will your pick? Uh, no, it's her. I picked yeah. TV. Okay. All right, Mary. Uh, let's try. Let's try food. All right. 
And we have our first 2000s question today. What mayor of Flavortown opened his second restaurant concept, a barbecue and sushi fusion joint called Tex Wasabi, in 2003, three years before winning season two of the next Food Network star? This is very frustrating because this is very familiar and I'm not going to pull a name. Um, <laughs> darn it. Um, this is the part where my brain has disconnected like an answer from, you know, other relevant information that just doesn't. I mean, in fairness, this isn't relevant either. <laughs> <laughs> relevant is a relative term. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to pull it. I, I don't have an answer. All right. Will, can you steal? I don't know. Um, I, I've heard the term the mayor of Flavortown before, and I think it's with that dude who happened to stick his finger in a light socket where his hair went straight up. I think it's Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is correct. <sighs> All right. Will, you got the steal, and you get to pick. We've got news, fashion, and slang left. Oh, let's try slang. All right. I'm a hip cat. I know the slang. And your decade is the 50s. All right. I mean, uh, we're going to go with news and politics, please. <laughs> a fantasy raft might be another way of saying what term. Slang for a really cute guy. He's such a dreamboat. <laughs> dreamboat is correct. All right. Over to Mary. Fashion and news. What do you want to keep for yourself? I'll, I'll take fashion over news. <laughs> oh, interesting call. All right. Not typically what we have, and the decade will be the 90s. I was alive for those. What German brand of sandals became big fashion in the 90s, especially in the grunge movement? Are those Birkenstocks? Birkenstocks is correct. Good job. All right. All right. I, I will take news and politics, please. All right. And knowing our luck, it'll be the 90s because we've had quite a few of those. Not complaining. Uh, no, it is the 2000s. What country was granted further self-governance within the Kingdom of Denmark on June 21st, 2009? Within the Kingdom of Denmark? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I am really not big on... I mean, this is almost geography as much as it is uh, news and politics, and I really don't know which countries have dominion over others nearly as much as I should... But I do know that Greenland is part of Denmark, so I'll just say Greenland. Greenland is correct. That was luck. My only guess, so I'm glad it was right. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to come up with another one. All right, that is the end of round one. Mr. Barber, what is our score? None of the questions went dead in the first round, thanks to a few That's steals. Right. Uh, but we have Will with 60. And Mary with 40 at the end of the first I round. think this might be a new uh, TTT record for Will. I don't know that I've ever gotten to 60 before. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't think I've gotten to 40. So we're both doing great. Now, the awesome. sky's the limit from here for both of you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary got to pick first in round one. So, Will, you get, you get to pick for Mary here at the beginning of round two. What category would you like to give her? You know what? She seemed to have zero interest in news and politics, so I'm going to give it to her. See how she does with it. All right. Playing that strategy. And your question or your decade will be the 90s. Another 90s. Okay. My goodness. What American lawyer 
was best known for heading an investigation of members of the Clinton administration, known as the Whitewater Controversy, from 1994 to 1998. Yeah, no. Definitely wasn't watching uh, the news particularly closely in 1998, and I'm not going to remember this. So we're going to say Johnson and move on. Lucky Johnson is incorrect. Will, can you steal? I think I can. Uh, I appreciate the law questions. Keep them coming. Um, I do think you could have thrown a little hint into that question for her and asked her about the celestial attorney uh, or maybe reaching for the blank. But that is uh, Ken Starr. Ken Starr is correct. Are we sure that question wasn't submitted by Dill Wennison or anyone? (laughs) No, because I do actually remember writing this question. It seems a little right down the alley on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Will got the steal, so Mary, you got to give him a category. Uh, well, uh, let's 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 go ahead and give him fashion then. All right. And well, it's going to be the '60s. I remember them. Oh, not really. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't think you were that old. No, not even close. French for high sewing. What term refers to the creation of impeccable, custom-fitted, high-end fashion design that today is partially constructed by hand and often utilizes other handmade, one-of-a-kind embellishments, notions, and trimmings? High, H-I-G-H, sewing, S-E-W-I-N-G. That is correct. I'm going to risk sounding like a total idiot because I am one and I'm comfortable with everyone knowing that i have no idea what this is but i've heard it before and it sounds french i'm going to say bouffant bouffant is incorrect no really <laughs> yeah it is a hairdo uh, it's french. You're, it is french that is for sure um i'm going to take a stab at words that i've seen written more that i've tried to pronounce out loud so you know that's not going to go great but we're going to say uh hot couture Hot couture is correct. I have never heard that in my life. Uh, well, I guess you're just not as uh, worldly in the fashion world as we thought you might be. I avoid France. I also <laughs> tend to avoid France, which is why I have no idea how to actually pronounce that. Fair enough. Actually, I mean, I believe you were correct. It is hot couture. Because it's spelled like hot, hot, or it, it, Yeah, it's H A U T E. Too many yeah, vowels. Yeah, too many vowels, exactly. All right, uh, Mary, you got the steal. So now, Will, you got to give a uh, decade, or not a decade, we got to give a category to her. I'll give her the decade. Well, uh, she also avoided slang, so we'll go that direction. All right, start the unwind. And the decade will be the 70s. Someone who was deceitfully foul and unsuccessfully cool in the 70s was called a what? Mama Mama didn't raise no fool. I dug her rap. Could you repeat that one more time? Mm-hmm. Someone who was deceitfully foul and unsuccessfully cool in the 70s was called a what? My mama didn't raise no fool. I dug her rap. I'm not coming up with anything here. Um, I think this is something that I know, but I'm not like, it's not happening. I'm not, I don't have a guess. Okay. Will. All right. I'm sorry to do this to you. I need you to read it again. Okay. Someone who was deceitfully foul and unsuccessfully cool in the 70s was called a what? Unsuccessful. Sorry. Sorry. My mama didn't Unsuccess- cool, I'm going to finish the question, Well, I'm going to finish the question. 
flavor text. Got to get it in there. Exactly. Deceitfully foul and unsuccessfully cool. I I don't know. I'm going to say a Lion Brian. Lion Brian is also incorrect. Scotty, I can see the wheels turning in your head. You got any idea? I don't have anything on this one. I was trying to to get something from the flavor text, too, and I can't pull anything. Curious what it is. Well, I'm a little disappointed nobody asked me how I spelled the word foul, which was F-O-W-L. And at the end, I was speaking jive. I was looking for a jive turkey. Oh, I got his first yeah. bird, and then I like nothing else happened after that. So. All right. Well, we got our first miss, but honestly, pretty far in. I'm honestly very impressed. Um, I believe now Mary's got to pick for Will. Yes. Um, let's go ahead and give Will sports because I don't want them. That is a legit strategy, and it's going to be the 2000s. Dubbed the Music City Miracle, what team returned a kickoff with 16 seconds left in the game to beat the Buffalo Bills 22-16 to in 2000? There was later a controversy on whether a lateral used during the run was legal. Man, you were getting all the legal questions. Well, that's a different kind of legal. And, and I, I, So can you read me the year again? 2000. 2000 even. Mm-hmm. I... So here's my issue. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't talk too much. Maybe we'll talk. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee and see what you say to that. Well, I mean, I I don't know any other team NFL teams in Tennessee. Am I wrong? Is there just so, the well, one? Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. I'll say the Titans. The Titans is correct. Okay. So the first year they were in Tennessee, or maybe the second year, they were the Tennessee Oilers. It's, and then they changed their name to the Titans. And I didn't know if this happened while they were the Oilers or until after they changed their name to Tennessee. But I also, in case Mary had no idea what I was talking about, I didn't want to say both names out loud. If I got it wrong, <laughs> to give the answer. That's fair. fair. That's fair. Yeah, Mary had no I Mary would have needed the question we read because she wasn't, like, words just went right away. Oh, no. it, was, uh, it was definitely a forward lateral, by the way. <laughs> uh, all right, Will, what category do you want to give to Mary? Um, Music. Interesting. And it is the 80s. And this is a question I like to call Shakespeare a song. I've taken the lyrics to a 1986 uh, song, and I've... Shakespeareified them. I don't know. That's a. I don't know if that's a word, but it is for me. The waketh up late for thine academy, sir. The wanteth not to wend. The askest the mother prithee, but the lady still saith nay. The did not miss two schoolings and nary an assignment. But thy lore through preaches like if thou art a nincompoop. Okay, I'm gonna need you to read that again. I. Like it, some of it sounded familiar, but I'm I I, I need it. Okay. The waketh up late for thine academy, sir. The wanteth not to wend. The askest thee mother prithee, but the lady still saith nay. Thee did miss two schoolings and nary an assignment, but thy lore through preaches like thou art a nincompoop. Darn it! Okay, I have lyrics. I have to find a. I have to find a song title. Hang on. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm gonna, I, I can't get there, but I'm gonna say, uh, fight for your right, uh, to party with the Beastie Boys. 
fight for your right to party is close enough. It's just fight for your right, but yeah. that is the correct answer. And you wake up late for school and you don't want to go. Right. I could sing that whole part, but I couldn't make sure which chorus I was getting to. You ask so, your mom, please, but the lady says no. Nah. Yeah. All okay. right. Mary, what do you what category do you want to give to Will left? We've got movies, TV, toys and games, literature, and food. Let's give him movies. All right. And decade is the 90s. What is the name of the 1997 film that stars John Cusack, Nicolas Cage, and John Malkovich? And that's all I got. That's all you get. I was also sitting there waiting for more. Like <laughs> Honestly, that should be all you need. Ah, oh, okay. Only if you're good at actors. John Malkovich, Nick Cage, and John Cusack. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can come up with a movie that has two of them. Much less three. Give me a second. And it's 97. Correct. This is 97. Oh, duh. <laughs> that is all I need. Holy cow. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't need more than that. Uh, this is this is this is your captain speaking. Conair. Conair is correct. I don't know why that didn't come to me for so long. I was absolutely blanking. I was wondering if you're going to need an extra co-star of a stuffed rabbit. For that, uh, <laughs> added to it. Uh, all right, Will. What do you want to give to Mary? Let's give her food. She needs to eat. I'm sure everybody appreciates some food. And your decade is the '80s. What barbecue-flavored pork sandwich was first introduced in 1981? After poor sales, it was removed from the menu in 1985. It was reintroduced in 1989 and appears in periodic spurts. Despite the name. There are no bones in it. Uh, just, yes, I, I like the barbecue flavored pork sandwich. It's a very general description, and I'm pretty sure that's as close as you can get to uh, describing anything actually in a McRib. The McRib is correct. So uh, shortly after my oldest child, Willow, uh, decided to stop eating meat, we were at a McDonald's and the complaint was made that there's nothing vegetarian on their menu. And I said, dude, just get a McRib. There's no way there's any meat in that. <laughs> Fair. But it's still pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's not the best sandwich, but it's, you know, it's passable. Uh, all right, Mary, what do you want to give to Will? Um, I guess TV. All right. All right, Will, you get the 50s. What American children's television series was franchised and syndicated from 1953 to 1994? It targeted preschoolers and was created and produced by Bert and Nancy Claster, probably in their kids' play area. Mm -hmm. What American children's television series was franchised and syndicated from 1953 to 1994? It targeted preschoolers and was created and produced by Bert and Nancy Claster, probably in their kids' play area. I am not picking up on the hint. Um, don't know. I'll say Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo is incorrect. Mary, can you steal? I have a guess that I think this is a show. I, I've never seen it, but um, based on the play area, I'm going to say Romper Room. Romper Room is correct. Yep, that, that was a phrase I'd always heard and didn't know that it specifically just refers to a kid's play area. 
Yeah, it's, I was just like, I like Jungle Gym didn't get me anywhere. I was like, that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, all right. Uh, Mary got steel. Will, I believe we just have toys and games and literature left. What do you want to give to Mary? What do you want to keep for yourself? I don't want to leave either of them for myself. Uh, I will give her. Oh, what am I more likely to get right? I'll give her literature since your literature questions are all comic books. All right. And it is the 50s. What monthly sport magazine was started by John F. Barnett in 1950 in Chicago? In April 2014, it was widely criticized when, after neglecting to picture a female athlete of its sport on the cover for six years, they chose to picture model Paulina Gretzky in a revealing outfit as their May 2014 cover. I can read that again if you need. I kind of botched that. Yeah, just go ahead. If you could repeat it. What monthly sport magazine was started by John F. Barnett in 1950 in Chicago? In, 2000, in April 2014, it was widely criticized when, after neglecting to picture a female athlete of its sport on their cover for six years, they chose to picture model Paulina Gretzky in a revealing outfit as their May 2014 cover. Okay, I have no actual idea. Um, I'm going to guess sports all right, a little choppy there, but I heard Sports Illustrated, and that is incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Will, can you steal? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably not. Um, it sounds like it is a, a magazine about hockey. Um, sounds like they were criticized for not putting a female hockey player on it, and they picked someone hockey adjacent because it's Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Um, that's the, the subtext that I'm reading. Uh, I don't know any hockey magazine, so I will assume it is called Hockey. Hockey is incorrect. This was Golf Digest. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. And so that leaves uh, Toys and Games for Will. And his decade will be the 60s. Thingmaker, also called what, is an activity toy by Mattel beginning uh, that was created in 1964. The toy consists of a series of die-cast metal molds resembling various bug-like creatures into which is poured a liquid chemical substance called Plastigoop, which comes in assorted colors. Did you say Thingmaker? Mm-hmm. Okay, can you read that one more time? Thingmaker, also called what, is an activity toy made by Mattel uh, created in 1964. The toy consists of a series of die-cast metal molds resembling various bug-like creatures into which is poured a liquid chemical substance called Plastigoop, which comes in assorted colors. Sometimes I can come up with a clever name for what's being described and get reasonably close, but I don't think I can here. Uh, I'm more than 99% sure that this is wrong, but I'll say Shrinky Dink. Shrinky Dink is incorrect. Mary, can you steal? I don't know it. I'm going to guess, like, Creepy Crawlies. Creepy Crawlies is close enough. It is Creepy Crawlers. I will I will accept that answer. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. These are words in my brain. I don't know why. <laughs> that is the end of round two. Scotty Barber, what is our score going into the final round? Well, thanks to the steal at the very end, I believe we have a tie. Will and Mary both with 90 points apiece. 
All right. 90 points apiece. Um, all right. So to pick who goes first, I'm just going to roll the dice. Uh, Will, you'll be evens. Mary, you'll be odds. Let me let me stop you real quick. I, sure. I have her as having 100. I think we've only missed one question. We've missed two. Yeah. Oh, then, then I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. That's okay. CPA approved, Will. Never forget. <laughs> you know what? If I'm ever going to win one of these games, I don't want it to come back that Scotty screwed up. I mean, Scotty screwed up is like the story of my life. So, uh, All right. So I rolled an odd number. So, Mary, you're going to pick first. Which category do you want? Let's go with toys and games. All right. And the decade will be the 70s. And, Will, what category do you want in the final round? Uh, we're going we're gonna to go sports. All right. And that will be the 80s. So, based on 70s toys and games and 80s sports, go ahead and write down your bids. I'm not going to overthink that one. I'm good. All right. Just waiting on Will. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started with our 70s toys and games question. And this question is brought to us by Jamie Toon. In 1978... Rob Trubshaw took popular text-based video games like Zork and Colossal Cave Adventure and added the ability to play with other people to create the first MUD, or M-U-D. What does M-U-D stand for? And for your 80s sports question, what West Coast NFL team had the most Super Bowl wins of the 80s with championships in 82, 85, and 89? As our contestants are writing down their answers, I am here to remind you, one, go to BFOPnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcasting needs. And as we just a few weeks ago finished up our very lengthy 2022 tournament, uh, we'll be starting the next one in a, with a, a little bit different. There's going to be a play-in round. If you want to join, you must be a patron before the end of this year and at the $5 level or higher. There'll be a play-in round, and then we will take the top 16 of that, and that will be our tournament for next year. Okay. I have a random guess. All right. Will, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's uh, let's find out uh, what everyone put down. Will, what were your answers to the questions? Well, my answer to the games question was pick three words, one that starts with M, one that starts with U, and one that starts with D. And try and have it have something to do with making choices. I came up with multiple user decision game. Uh, and for the sports question, it was a toss-up between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. So I went with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> okay. And Mary. <laughs> okay. Uh so I, I actually also said the 49ers for the sports question. Um, and I believe that MUD stands for multi-user dungeon. All right. Let's find out the correct answers. In sports, what West Coast NFL team had the most Super Bowl wins of the 80s? It was indeed the San Francisco 49ers. And you, you were given the year of the Super Bowl, not the year of the season. Because as we all know, the greatest team in NFL history was the 1985 Chicago Bears. <laughs> Was it, though? Yes. Okay. And for uh, Toys and Games, 1978, Rob Toshaw uh, created the first MUD, which stands for Multi 
user dungeon. I came close. Two out of three in bad. Yeah. You Jamie me too. Asked a question. All right, let's find out uh, what our final score is going to be. Uh, Will, what did you bid? I bid zero. All right, and Mary. I thought about bidding zero, and then I went, "What the hell? Uh, doesn't actually mean anything anyway." I said ninety. All right, uh, Mr. CPA, if you would do the mathification, and let what? us know who is with today's a, winner. With a strong comeback at the end and going all in for the final, which she got. Uh, we have Mary with 180 points and Will with 90. Mary is your winner for the day. All right. Congratulations, Mary. Good job. <laughs> I won on a sports question. I'm so happy with myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you have the last word on this. Mr. Dennison, always a pleasure to have you on here, sir. Any uh, words of wisdom for us here at the end? Uh I have no words of wisdom whatsoever, but I do strongly, strongly, strongly encourage everyone listening to go to patreon.com, look up the throwback trivia takedown, as well as the Blast From Our Past podcast. Subscribe to these guys, support them. They put their own time, their own money into providing you with entertainment that you obviously enjoy because you're 45 minutes into a podcast right now. Uh, you've laughed, you've enjoyed it, you've loved it, uh, and all of this comes out of their pocket. Maybe defray that cost just a little bit, and next month, instead of having a Starbucks, have a bottle of water, throw them $5. <laughs> well, sir, you are ever the shill for us, and we could not love you any more than we do. Thank you so much. Mary, congratulations. Uh, the time is yours for anything you'd like to add. Uh, I, I don't have a lot to add. Um and also my internet is not going to cooperate apparently. So uh, I'll just second what Will said and, you know, back anybody who uh, you actually, it's worth it. If you're spending enough time listening to something, throw somebody a couple of bucks, like it's worth it. All right. Also a quick thank you to my co-host for today, Mr. Scotty Barber. Thank you, sir, for stepping in. Really appreciate you. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a great time. Well, that's Scott, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.